Thanks for listening to the City Collective Podcast. We hope that this message from Pastor Jason Charles and the City Collective team challenges and inspires you. Enjoy. Well, good morning, City Collective Church. It is my great pleasure and honor to be before you this morning. I am Danny Kilgore. I serve as a pastor of outreach and missions at a church called Marin Covenant Church located in San Rafael, California. Now, for those of you who don't know where that is, it's about 40 miles outside of San Francisco. You know, I must admit when Pastor Jason invited me to preach before you this morning, I was shocked, but I was honored. You know, I was raised in the black church and I was taught that you are to revere and honor the position of pastor because pastors have been given a responsibility to care for God's flock. And so when Pastor Jason asked me to do this and to speak before you, I feel honored. And so for that, I say thank you, Pastor Jason, for allowing me and entrusting God's children into my hands. Now, I also want to say that normally in any other time, I would be speaking to you face to face, but I understand that we are in some interesting times. And so because of that, I am actually coming to you live at your chosen online platform. So whether you are streaming live from Facebook or YouTube, or you're uh, joining us from one of the City Collective Hub churches in your homes, or if you're catching the replay, I want to say welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And I truly believe that God has a word for us. But before we get started, let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for allowing us to come together. You said in your word where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. And Lord, we truly believe that. We believe that you are such a big God that you can be with me here in California and my friends in Canada. And so I thank you, Lord, that you are a big, big God. And we celebrate you this morning. Now, Father, I ask that you would open our hearts and open our minds, open our spirits so that we might receive the word that you have for us. God, I pray that you would use me as you see fit. God, I am available to your usage. And I ask that you would um, mold me and shape me and give me the words to say. And I pray that after today, after we hear the word from you, that we will never be the same. So we honor you and we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so if you would grab a Bible and turn with me to Acts chapter 20, verse 22 through 24. Acts chapter 20, verse 22 through 24. And I will be reading from the NIV version, uh, that's New International Version, this translation. Now, I know that you all have been studying the book of Acts all summer long, and you have spent a great deal of time understanding and knowing this, the words of Apostle Paul in the book of Acts as accounted by Luke. Well, today I want to continue that study using these verses of scripture. I also know that Pastor Jason asked me before I get started to share a little fact about myself, but I'm going to take some preacher privilege (laughs) and do it a little differently. You see, I love to give insight about who I am as I preach. And the reason that I do that is because one, you get to know me in a more genuine way. And two, you get to know why I serve the God I serve. So you're going to get to know who I am as I preach. Is that all right? All right. All right, so Acts chapter 20, verse 22 through 24, and it reads, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, 
not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I titled this sermon, Fearless Faith. Fearless Faith. You know, the majority of Christians have a pretty good idea of who the Holy Spirit is. In the simplest of terms, we know that he is one part of the Godhead in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But oftentimes we overlook the Holy Spirit part, and that could be for a number of reasons. Maybe we feel, though, that the Holy Spirit is the least important of the three. Or since the Spirit seems so intangible, we feel like it isn't vital to our walk. Or maybe we just have no clue about the Holy Spirit, and because we don't know or we feel spooked out about it, we just try to ignore it. Well, allow me to clarify this for you. The Holy Spirit is not a lesser form of God. He is not Jesus's sidekick. <laughs> no, the Holy Spirit is a vital part of the Trinity and he has a very important role in the life of the believer. See, the Holy Spirit provides wisdom and understanding. He provides counsel and fortitude. He provides knowledge and piety and reverence of God. See, we can't overlook the Holy Spirit because he is our experience of God on this side of eternity. See, it's very clear from these verses that Paul lived a life that where he was, his human spirit was one in the same with the spirit of God. He completely and fully depended on the Holy Spirit. And even during times of hardships, he never wavered. He obeyed the prompting of the Holy Spirit. See, when Christ enters a person's life, the Holy Spirit enters simultaneously. See, it is very important. It is a very, it is at that very moment that we are to begin our journey to be led by the spirit of God. So it's important to understand that as believers, we don't need to pray for the spirit's leading. No, he's already doing that. What we do need to do is seek him for a willingness and obedience to follow his leadership. Yeah, see, that's the part <laughs> that gets us. See, it's easy to be led by the Spirit when he leads us into open doors of blessings and favor. But what about when he leads us down roads of obstacles and persecutions and challenges? Will you still go? Do you still obey the Spirit even when you aren't sure of the outcome? See, I believe that Paul teaches us that from this passage, he teaches us how critical it is to our walks that we deny our wills and break free from our fears so that we can allow the Holy Spirit to lead in our lives. See, this is why I titled this message, Fearless Faith. Because fearless faith is formed out of first our connection to the Holy Spirit. 
Verse 22, and now compelled by the spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Okay, so my husband and I have been married for a few months shy of 11 years. We have a little girl and her name is Harper and she just turned 25, I mean five. <laughs> she turned five two weeks ago. And up until two years ago, we lived in Atlanta, Georgia. Now I'm a Southern girl. I originally lived in Texas, spent some time in Arkansas, but upon high school graduation, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And there I met my husband who was born and raised in Atlanta. He's what Atlanta natives call a Grady baby. Now for 17 years, I lived in Atlanta. I was a teacher by day, a youth pastor and a worship leader in the evening for our church. Our little life was comfortable, it was simple. It's what you could call safe. But in 2015, shortly after I had my daughter, our boat began to shake because I felt the spirit compelling me to go into full-time ministry. And three years later, we accepted a pastoral call in California. You see, we had no family, no friends. All we had was our faith in God and our connection to the Holy Spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. This was not a skipping down the yellow brick road moment. We were excited, but we were also very scared. See, I can remember being on the plane and I literally made myself sick of emotions and fear and, and stress of what was going to happen. I felt like someone close to me had literally died. But you know what? Something did die. See, the life that we knew, the people that we once were, everything was about to change. The past ways were dying. And because of our connection to the spirit, he was about to do something new. See, we were walking by faith and not by sight. Friends, I believe that many of you today are in a season where the spirit is compelling you to go to a place where you are not completely sure what will happen. I believe that some of you feel like your fears, anxieties, and self-doubt are getting the best of you. I believe that the fear of the unknown and the uncertainty and the lack of control is too much. But dear hearts, I want to remind you that the spirit of the Lord will never lead you to a place where he himself has not yet gone. I want you to know that it is because of your connection to the Holy Spirit that you're being drawn to go and to do tough things. Trust his leadership. Trust in your connection to him. The second thing I want you to know is that our fearless faith is shaped by the Holy Spirit's counsel. Verse 23, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. Okay, so let me just be clear. I am not an adventurous person, okay? <laughs> I won't skydive. I'm not about to rock climb. I'm not about to be kayaking. Uh-uh, that's not me. I don't do that. I swim. I know how to swim. 
but I'm not swimming in oceans or lakes. Mm -mm. I'll swim in swimming pools, but eh, I feel some type of way about that too because I don't really do public water like that. So, mm -mm. you know, in high school, I never stuck out of the house. I didn't skip school. I was never that kid that said yes to try this. That was not me. In college, uh, my friends called me mama. They did. My sorority sisters, my sorority line sister, sor my sorority sisters, yeah, my line name was Medea. <laughs> See, I live near San Francisco. Remember I told you that? And you know, the Golden Gate Bridge, beautiful. Everyone wants to walk on that. Yeah, I would probably walk maybe about a fourth of the way on that Golden Gate Bridge. Mm -mm. Now I know some of you may think, wow, she lives such a boring life. And that's not it. It's just that every time I want to do something, I can hear my mother saying this phrase that she said all throughout my life. Mm -mm, that's how freak accidents happen. Yes, freak accidents. Every time I'd want to do something, I hear my mom say, mm -mm, freak accidents, freak accidents. No, don't do that. That's how freak accidents happen. Uh, so sometimes I would do something and yeah, it would turn out fine. But other times, my friends would try to convince me to do a thing, and they would experience exactly what I knew they would because of freak accidents. <laughs> now, let me be clear. My mother wasn't trying to plant fear in me. She wasn't trying to deter me from taking chances. No, my mother actually encouraged it. But what she wanted me to do is to be aware that not all decisions have the greatest outcome. She wanted me to be aware that some roads will lead me into places of hardships and consequences and that I needed to be aware of that as I make my decision. Why did I tell you this story? I believe that some of you here today are in a place where the spirit is shaping your fearless faith through his great counsel. Friends, there are times when the spirit will caution you of the hardships and challenges that are ahead of you. He will tell you about all the traps that the enemy has laid ahead. He does this not to scare you. He does this not to make you want to do the opposite. No, he cautions us, not because he wants us to change our mind, but because he wants us to make up in our mind that no matter what's ahead, we will trust the Lord. See, God never promised that following him would be easy. God never said, follow me and your life will be filled with roses and honey and sweet greatness. He did said that he came that we might have life but have it and have it more abundantly. But when you follow Jesus, hardships will come. See, it's because we follow Christ that we experience hardships. And though, but through every moment of pain, struggle and persecution, the Holy Spirit is there to counsel us. Let me remind you that Christ depended on the strength of the Holy Spirit every time he was persecuted, every time he faced obstacles and challenges and affliction, even at death. You see, as believers, we will experience these afflictions and struggles, but through the counsel of the Holy Spirit, we are able to prepare ourselves to face what is ahead of us and to trust him even more. 
So our fearless faith is formed through our connection of the Holy Spirit. It's shaped from the counsel of the Holy Spirit. And finally, our fearless faith is empowered through our confidence in the Holy Spirit. Verse 24, however, I consider my life nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and to complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I accepted Christ at a young age and I remained faithful to my walk up until my second year of college when I made a very conscious decision to put a pin in my walk with Christ. Yeah, during that time, I did things that as I look back, it's only by the grace of God that I'm standing here to speak to you today. When God found me, I was a mess. The way I dressed, the way I talked, the thoughts I had, even the friends that I entertained were the opposite of who Christ was. But when I rededicated my life in 2007, in the middle of my bedroom floor, I told God that if he would forgive me, I would only live for him and I would never turn back. And I'm here to tell you that I haven't done that. I committed that I would live for God the rest of my life. See, at that moment when I rededicated my life, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. See, when God found me, my life was spiraling out of control. See, I knew what was ahead of me. My life was far from pleasing to God and he had every reason to turn from me, but he didn't do that. Instead, he welcomed me, he forgave me, and he shared his never ending love with me. I know what I deserved, but God showed me mercy and he sent me his spirit. See, if God will do that when I am living a life that's not pleasing to him, what more will he do when I live a life that is sold out for Christ? Friends, I want to acknowledge that many of you have deep connection to the spirit already. Many of you are already adhering to the counsel and leadership of the spirit. So that's why today for some of you, I want to build your confidence in the Holy Spirit. I came to let you know that it is through the Holy Spirit that you are given the confidence to serve God no matter what you face. It is through the Holy Spirit that you have the boldness to go into any place and share the gospel of Jesus. It is through the Holy Spirit that you have the confidence and the authority to stand up to any scheme, tactic, hardship, obstacle, affliction, or sickness, or even struggle. City Collective Church, God sent me today to pump helium of faith in your hearts so much that it will overfill with confidence as his spirit, in his spirit, that you will explode with boldness to proclaim in this unkind world that no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me, you Lord shall condemn. We can say with confidence in the Holy Spirit that it is, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I came to let you know that greater is he who lives in you than he who lives in the world. World. You were made for this. You were built strong. City Collective, you have fearless faith. 
my question to you today is, will you allow the spirit to use you? Are you willing to go where he leads you despite the uncertainty of where you're going? Will you trust the spirit even though hardships and persecution are ahead of you? I'm happy to share with you that 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. Family, the Holy Spirit is doing something new in this world. We are witnessing him doing something new. It's not a remix to what he's already done. No, he is showing up in a way to do something new. And I encourage you today to allow him to do it through you. Family, if your relationship with the spirit of God is not where it needs to be, change that today. Seek him. Ask him to lead you and to let him know that you're ready for him to take over. You're ready to deepen your connection. You're ready to obey his counsel. You want the confidence in him to know that you have fearless faith. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the word that you spoke through us, God. God, I pray that you would build in us fearless faith to be able to trust you no matter what's ahead. God, the world that we live in is filled with so much unkindness and so much hate and so much anger and so much negativity. Father, Christians are being persecuted left and right. Father, I ask right now that you would give us the boldness to continue to proclaim the word of God to a world that needs a savior. Father, Jesus is available to us all. Help us to love one another. Help us to forgive one another. But God, help us to trust you even when you send us down a path that we don't know what's ahead. Help us to lean on you more. Help us to see the new thing that you're doing in us. Compel us, oh God, to do the work you've called us to do. We want to finish this race. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Collective Podcast. We hope you enjoyed that message. Please subscribe to stay up to date with every weekly message. For more information on City Collective, please visit www.citycollective.com. Or if you're in the greater Vancouver area, come visit us for a Sunday. You can find more about our church and how you can get involved with what God is doing in the Lower Mainland. Have a great day.